Welcome to episode 15 of Formula Talk, where today we are here to discuss both F2 and F3 at Silverstone from the weekend just gone. My name is not Sophia, as some of you may have figured out. My name is absolutely Tom, and you're probably thinking, where is Sophia, and why is she not on the screen if you're watching this? Well, she's on her way to Colorado, and I believe she has arrived. So it's it's all right for some, isn't it? But while Sophia's away, I will be having a rotating, uh, a rotating sort of palette of guests. And today I'm joined by none other than Aaron Harper. Hello, mate. Hello, Tom. Great to be on again. I was joined. I joined uh, Sophia last week, so it's kind of kind of fitting, isn't it, that I'm on the review show, having been on the preview show, and uh, always great to pod with you as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we've done a lot of stuff on Good Talk in the past as well, and obviously a lot more in the future. Just before we get into this episode, I must thank our sponsor, or I should say we must thank our sponsor for this episode, Better Online. So Better Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, just before we, uh, we carry on, if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I'd love that. That'd be that'd be really nice. And also, if you're one of the 72% of people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. Also, give us a follow on all our new socials. The handle is at GridTalkUK. Make can say it today on all the latest news. So, Aaron, uh, we had F, both F3 and F2. We'll start with F3. We'll work our way up the proverbial grid. Um, it was an interesting weekend, to say the least. So uh, we had the pulses of uh, Leonardo Fornaroli in, in the Trident, of course, locking out a Trident front row with Oli Goethe. The sprint race, we had Franco Colapinto uh, taking the win, and in the future race, Oli Goethe took the win. So let's let's have, let's have a quick look at, at, the, at the sprint race. Um, pretty exciting stuff this weekend. Yeah, it was a really interesting sprint race, but not least because of the weather. And uh, they, they delayed the start. So it was a real test for these young drivers, wasn't it? And I mean, some of these are barely out of school and some of them aren't even growing facial hair and stuff like that. So it's so, it's so, so great to see them put in these situations around a circuit like Silverstone. There, there are some circuits that are easier to drive, but Silverstone is, you know, it's like the daddy of circuits, isn't it? It's just one of the best. And it's a challenge all the way around. And then you throw in some weather. <laughs> so at one point, I think we had everybody bar Gregoire Saucy on slicks and a little bit of drizzle. And then Saucy was just sort of running around at the back, hoping for some rain. So it was a great challenge for them. And to be fair, they kept it on the island. They did a really good job. So very impressed in that respect. Although... There was the late safety car when, when there was more rain coming. And uh, that's where things really kicked off at the front. Yeah, and you know, that's that's one of the things about F3 and F2, which we'll get on to in, in a moment, is it's, in, it's, it's interesting. And it's it's almost, well, I say almost, it is fun to watch because not only are they spec cars, 
they're drivers who are that you know less experienced with all the best will in the world and you know, can say younger you know you know there's different levels of approach and stuff to things it's um one of the big things is they don't have any intermediate tires they have slicks or wets and it's like well you know because obviously in f1 we see so many times drivers using the intermediate which we saw you know, in the F1 on the weekend, if you listen to our sister show, um, Grid Talk, you, you, know, you hear about Quali, for example. But it's just, um, you know, it was, it was that's that's one of the things I, I I do like about F3 and you know, these uni series is it it teaches the drivers a lot about you know adapting to the conditions with ultimately a limited set of tools and, and you know not you know not 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 as many sort of weapons in their arsenal if if you like. So it's um yeah it, it was good and you, you raised a very good point about um about the you know about the you know about them sort of coping well in these situations because I can't even imagine what it, what it'd be like to be sitting there on on the grid you know sixteen years old at Silverstone you know one of, one of the world's iconic tracks the home of motorsport as it's called and I know your favourite circuit mate um so uh <laughs> nods yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, it was quite something, but the, um, so if we have a look at the feature race as well, Oli Goethe, you know, he finished what 1.7, was it 1.7, 1.8 seconds ahead of his Trident teammate? Um, yeah, it, 1.7. It was, it was that, I thought, I, I knew it was close. Um, and in the results I've got my other screens. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that always helped, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so it was, um, it, it was, it was, Good, good weekend all around for Trident. You know, obviously they didn't get a win in in the, the sprint race, but Oli is, I believe that's his first win in F three, was it? It is. Yeah. It is. So the home win as well. Uh, is it? He's German, isn't he? Sure, he's in English. No, he's German. Cutting edge journalism brought to you by Aaron Harper. <laughs> Hang on, where's Trident? Sure, he's sure he's English. But oh, Trident, no, yeah, that, that's that's a German oh, surname. English. <laughs> yeah, let's let's well, not stop getting international relations now, Aaron. Um, well, we'll cut that, cut that, <laughs> right, cut that. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely staying in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. So yeah. So but no, you know, seriously speaking, you know, a good race from him. Um, you know, obviously his teammate was on pole, and just you know, Trident just said, "Crack on, boys, off you go." And yeah, you know, just just give us your thoughts on 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 the future race in all. I caught the last sort of 10, 15 minutes of it. And when I tuned in, Leo Fornaroli still had the lead of the race. Uh, but I believe he was struggling with his tyres. And um in the end, Oli Gertha, the the not British driver now. <laughs> I can't believe I made that mistake. That's a good <laughs> I didn't realise. Um but yeah, so he he then made the move into the lead and never looked back, and uh, it was just a case of managing your tires really. And that that Silverstone in a nutshell, if you can keep your tires in a happy place, they'll pay you back in dividends because they'll keep giving you the grip lap after lap. You've just got to be kind to them. And anyone who's played the Formula One game will know how tricky it is to manage tire temperatures around Silverstone because of the long corners of cops and maggots and stow. And Luffield as well, to an extent. And of course, Abbey, the first corner, which is really high speed. So for these young drivers to be tackling a circuit like this and having to confront that issue, 
it's a real testament to anyone who gets it right and gets the benefit of keeping their tyres in good shape. And Fornaroli didn't quite manage that, but um, Oliver Gertha did, and he got a memorable win at a fantastic venue. Yeah, and uh, it, it was it, it was it was a very mature driver as well, you know, given given how given how young, given how young you know these drivers are, and um, you know you, you you said it yourself, you he managed his tire temps and round Silverstone. That is one of the that is one of the most important things because that circuit, if you're not careful, and I say you know I say if you're not careful, you know if, if you if you work the tires too hard on a lap, they can just burn through and just completely curl. So, uh, so yeah, it was uh, it, it it was it was pretty you know really really impressive race for him. Um, I mean, you know, if if we just take if we take a quick look at, at the championship as well, you know, because it's um it's I'd like to say it's tight, it's not. Um, you know, F F three is having a bit of a F one season this year, and it's and it's like you know. Butler is just just running away with it. I mean, he got nine points in the sprint race. He got eight points in in the feature race, but he is on 128 points. And Joseph Marty, okay, Pepe, um, is second on 92 points. We've then got P3 and P4 both tied on 77 points, and then from there on down, it gets pretty close between the third and about six. Do you think anybody's going to sort of mount a challenge to? To Gabby Bortletto this season, or do you think he's basically champion elect? Bearing in mind, we've got three rounds left. We've got Budapest, Spa, and Monza. Yeah, it's it's looking very good for Bortletto, isn't it? And bear in mind, he, he had two solid finishes at Silverstone and matched Pepe Marti's haul, I believe. If, if my maths doesn't let me down, unlike my identification of nationalities, um, I believe nine and eight makes 17 <laughs> and so does 16 and one <laughs> so, um, they matched each other in that respect so Bortoletto sort of held his lead another round but we saw last year in Formula 3 Zane Maloney reeled off three feature race victories and Victor Martins only just held on to the title at Monza so don't rule anything out but it's looking very very good for Bortoletto isn't it Marty's going to have to put on a real charge. I would su- suggest any if, if anyone out of Miney, Aaron, Beganovic, Colapinto or O'Sullivan string up a couple of wins in the next couple of rounds, they might put themselves in contention. But for those guys, it may already be too little too late. Reality, Pepe Marty needs to win at least one of the races in Budapest probably the sprint probably the feature race to to maximize his uh, his bite into that lead that Bortoletto has but if Bortoletto finishes second it doesn't really make that much of an impact he can finish second in every race from here and Marty can win them all and he'd probably still win the championship so he's in a very very good position but it's formula 3 there's 30 cars lots can happen it can change very very quickly it can indeed. It's got um, it's got shades of a uh, Mercedes twenty sixteen finish to it this year. So uh, take the Nico the, Rosberg approach. Just finish second. <laughs> yeah, and let's you know all, all I'll say is a good thing we've already already raced in Barcelona and Austria. Um, so so yeah, uh, but yeah that that was a um that was a sort of like executive summary if you like of um of Formula Three. 
Let's have a quick look at Formula 2 now. So, so obviously F2, the direct feeder series, so to speak, into, into F1. Uh, just touch on free practice quickly. Uh, for the one session we had, it was Iwasa in the dams, who was quickest, followed by Victor Martins and then Jack Doohan, who I have been saying for the past few weeks, or sorry, prior to the last few weeks, side about two months ago, I was always like, oh, yeah, you know, I think Jack Doohan have an all right weekend. I stopped predicting it, and then lo and behold, in Silverstone, he actually had an all right weekend. So, you know, I've got like, I've got the opposite curse for him. But quality, if we just look at the top three quickly, Victor Martins was on pole, followed by Kushmani and then uh, Ayumu Iwasa in P3. Uh, in, fact, in fact, let's go off the top six because it's a bit more important. So Jack Doohan was P4. Oli Behrman, who I predicted to have a good weekend, was P5. And Enzo Fittipaldi was P6. Uh, and then just looking through any other significant names, Dennis Hauger down in P14. Table share in P8 and Frederick Vesti in P10. Oh, not to mention the goats, Royner Sani in P11. Um, you know, he, he is he quite literally is the um he quite literally is the uh, the um the Latifi of F2 because he's even part of the Williams Academy or certainly was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so just yeah. He's older than me, Nasani. I'm sure you yeah, he's he's he just me then. Well, he was born earlier in 1994. I was born quite late in 1994. Oh, okay. He's a few months younger than me. Yeah, he, he yeah he's about halfway between you and me because because you're about 18 months or so older than me. Yeah, which yeah, which uh, yeah, it's just and bear in mind you've got people selling nappies entering F1 these days. So <laughs> it's uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, so so quality obviously that takes us into uh, into the into the sprint race. So just have, have a quick look at the top three. With Frederick Vesti, comfortable win ultimately. You know, you won by 13 and a half seconds over Topo Share in P2, Jack doing P3. I'll, I'll rush to the top eight because this will get points since Fred went. So we had Jack doing P3, like I said, ran out the podium. Enzo Fittipaldi in the car in P4, Isaac Hadjar P5, Oli Behrman P6, Victor Martins P7. And Arthur Leclerc in P8. And then the GOAT just missed out on points. Masani was P9. Um, and interestingly, his best lap was two seconds slower than Frederick Vesti. You know, it's just not fair for everybody to, uh, you know, it's not fair for everybody to, to, to be beaten by him. So he's got to let someone win it. Um, the sprint race is quite something, wasn't it? It was a terrific performance by Fred Vesti. I mean, just jumping back to Quali, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't it, but um, the top nine were covered by less than two tenths of a second. That shows you how strong this F2 field is. And, you know, for, for then Vesti to go and win a race by 13 seconds in the wet, that is seriously impressive. And that shows just why he's at the top of the championship. And for the drivers behind him and Teo Porcher and Jack Doohan to emerge through all the chaos. I mean, Doohan had to fight an almost literal bear to get there. His scrap with Oliver Behrman, then the little wave as Behrman <laughs> outbreaked himself into Vale. Uh, that, that was good vibes from Jack Doohan. But those three are arguably the, the three standout drivers in, in Formula 2. You can include Iyumu Awasa in there because his performances this season have been very, very good. Okay, Doohan doesn't have the points to show for it, but we know what he did last year. He is a talented driver. 
Although he's in the Alpine Academy. So whether he's got a contract or not, who knows? But for Vesti, Porsche, very important for them in their title battle at the top of the standings that they got those points because feature race, no one was quite sure what was going to happen. They were starting sort of mid-pack as well. So important for them to collect some points early on in the weekend and, and do some damage there. But I did really enjoy the fight between Behrman and uh, Doohan. And I must again highlight Oli Behrman for his overtake on Enzo Fittipaldi into the Maggots and Beckett's complex around the outside in the pouring rain. The last driver I saw do that is the current Formula One world champion. So if you've got the cojones to do something like that uh, in a Formula Two car, you you uh, you might be on a, a path to some sort of success in Formula One or other uh, categories of motorsport. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's safe to say there was, with um, with Vasti's drive, there was absolutely a sort of like element of, I, I can't say champion-elect because he's only six points ahead of Porsche, um, but that was something. You know, I, I, I was, um, yeah, I, I didn't catch all the action of the weekend, mainly because I had a stinking hangover um, on on Sunday. Um, but yeah, that that sprint race, I was watching it honestly, mate. I was sitting on the sofa downstairs because it was because uh, you know, of some external factors. I've done a lot more. Time. I haven't been made redundant. I'm gonna be wrong, but you know, you you know this. You you know what's happened. I got you know, my weekends are a lot more free now, which which is good because it means more it means more motorsport, um, and it means you know, I can actually catch up on the F2 and the F3 and stuff. And I was sitting there and I was just like, those people who bang on about you know, oh, my friends boring. Go and watch F2 seriously. Go and watch it. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so oh, exciting. It is. I would say it's the second most competitive and exciting series in possibly the world right now. The only more exciting series, I would say, is IndyCar. I was going to say IndyCar, Because yeah. it, it's just got that perfect balance. Formula E is quite lively because they're six cars wide at all times, apparently. The it's, problem is they sound like milk floats. My drive would be eight, so I want noise. That, that does turn people off. But Formula 2... Pretty much every weekend we are in for a solid seven out of ten race in one of them. I mean, last last round in Austria, the feature race was absolutely stunning. That that finish was incredible. And the win for Richard for sure, of course. And this weekend as well, the sprint race was was something else because you saw this brilliant performance from uh Frederick Vesti, but the feature race was also super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I now like I said, I was a little bit of a on Sunday. So I didn't I didn't catch the um I didn't catch the the Sunday race live. However, we can talk about it anyway. So yeah, I I, I watched I watched the highlights on, on YouTube and in you know, honestly, even if you watch the highlights on YouTube, you get the essence of what's gone on. But seriously, the 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 YouTube highlights and the sort of social media highlights. It's a snippet of the just constant action that's going on. It's like you, you never know where to look. So just if we just have a quick look through through the top ten of the feature race, and then we'll go into it a bit. So Victor Martins um, came home to 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 get a home win for his team ART. Um, obviously Martins. Where's Victor Martins from, Aaron? He's French. Well done. Um, <laughs> <It's> ART. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then oh god, I, I know I can just I can already hear Sophia saying this. Zane Maloney was P two for Carlin and Boy from Barbados. I know, yeah, and and yeah, you know, yes, not actually obliged to say, yeah, not the same place as her. Um, as I kept telling wrong for about the first seven episodes, um, to the point where I had to write it down and then stick it, you know, stick a sticky note up here so 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 I remember. Um, there wasn't that, but yeah, um, yeah, Zane Maloney P2, and Sophie's gonna love that prediction. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that that you know, su- super result for him. Taylor Pusher, good recovery P3, Jack Doohan, uh, finished P4, much better weekend from him, by the way. Uh, Iwasa P5, keeping that championship hope alive, but it's you know, he's, he's what, 25, 26 odd points behind. I think it's on 111 points or something. Um, Johan de Ruvula for MP Motorsport, P6. Uh, Enzo Fittipaldi, P7. But Oli Behrman, P8. And then the last of the points finishers, we had Arthur Leclerc, P9, and Jack Crawford, P10. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go through every single result because, you know, because, because they're, they're, you know, there's not what we're here to do. But the future race, I mean, you know, it was a, you know, bearing in mind Victor Martins got a five-second penalty early on. He just put in, and and there were, what, three safety cars or something? He just put in the fastest lap after the fastest lap. Um, and he, he pulled like a seven or eight-second window in the end and incredibly got his first win. So take it away, Aaron. The, the feature race... You could do a single podcast just on that. There was so much action. You had Ollie Behrman battling everyone again. Uh, Martins having to break away after the, the final safety car. We had collisions, which took out championship leader uh, Frederick Vesti. Uh, Roy Nassani actually picked up a penalty for that, even though the TV pictures made it look like it was Dennis Hauger who was at fault for that. And it took out the innocent bystander of Roman Stanek. So, Again, no no lap goes without some sort of action happening in a Formula 2 race. Arthur Leclerc looks set to challenge for a, a maiden victory, but the soft tyres just didn't hang with him, and he plummeted from third to ninth. So many different stories within this race, and it's just a series that keeps on giving. But for Victor Martins, he's threatened this sort of performance all season. He's got pole positions he's got a brilliant average qualifying record but he's made mistakes at important moments in races think back to Jeddah when he was in the lead under pressure from Fred Vesti made an error he's not kept it together in other races he got that time penalty in uh, the drive-through penalty in uh, Monaco for not obeying yellow flags but it was great to see him clinch the top step of the podium for the first time and it's about time too, because he's had the speed to do it. He's just not put it all together. And for a reigning Formula 3 champion to get over halfway through the season, having been as competitive as he is before he wins, that first of all tells you that he's been learning his craft this season. Second of all, it tells me that the field that we've got this year is incredibly close in terms yeah. of talent and execution. And it also shows you just how quickly things can change in a Formula 2 race. Like we saw in Austria, where Fred Vesti was really unlucky with the safety car and 
Vashor and Iwasa came through and just gobbled him up on the fresher tyres. Martins had to almost would have had to deal with that if Maloney had not kept Arthur Leclerc behind. But to battle against a five second penalty, extend the gap, and secure the win, excellent performance from Victor Martins. It was. It was absolutely sensational. And yeah, it's um, you know, a, a driver who I want to pick up on is um. Arthur Leclerc. I mean, do you think he's sort of like stuck in that sort of that sort of like awkward spot where because of the surname, there's perhaps a bit too much expectation on him? Because there seems, you know, there always seems to be a bit of always seems to be quite a lot of of noise and conversation around him. But do you think that's partly because his brother is, you know, one obviously F3 and F2 back to back and has gone on to, you know, you know, be uh, Ferrari's golden boy. Um, my words, not you know, you know, not everything. And I do, I do like Claire. Just point out both of them. Um, do you think Arthur Claire sort of got a bit of that issue around him, especially in a series that is so tight as F two? Yeah, there's definitely a perception of oh, he's a Leclerc. He must be really good. But I think, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch uh, Formula Two in 2017. So I can't really say how strong the field is, how strong the field was that Charles had to deal with. But I know for a fact that this group is good. I mean, we've got several drivers who could easily step into a Formula One car and do a good job. I think and there's there's a direct comparison we can make here in terms of siblings being in Formula One and one being a superstar and one being expected to do a bit better than they did. And it's the Schumacher brothers. Schumacher was a double world champion. And then Ralph Schumacher arrived in 1997 with Jordan. And everyone thought he was going to be just as good as Michael. Turned out Michael was a freak and Ralph was just very good. So it it does, does work out that way sometimes. And there is that added pressure for Arthur, but he just needs to focus on being his own man, do his job. He's, he's going to have to support a title challenge for Ayumu Iwasa as it stands because uh, Iwasa is sort of 24 odd points behind uh, Vesti, like you mentioned, and then Arthur Leclerc, where is he? He's 14th in the standings. Yeah, so if he's having a good weekend, he's got to make sure he finishes ahead of uh, the guys at the top of the championship or he's got to get out of Iwasa's way. I know they don't necessarily use team orders in Formula 2, but there might come a situation where it's needed in the Dams team, especially if Iwasa remains in the hunt for the championship. Yeah, that's that's very true, especially with F2 being two drivers per team, you know, whereas F2 is predominantly three drivers per team. You know, it's uh, team orders can can come into it that bit easier. And he he won't want to hear it, Leclerc, but, you know, if he hears, you know, Arthur Iwasa is faster than you, or you know, or you know, you know, Arthur is changed. Then uh, that sounds like a middle class um, like novel or something. Arthur is changed. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a it's a tale tale set in the hills of Northampton, which is incredibly flat. So yeah, so um, yeah, you, you know, we might hear something, but it's like you know, if you look at Arthur Leclerc's points, you know, he's got his best result was he came what he does. I want to say in the feature race in Melbourne, he got a good yeah. result then. That was his best weekend. Um, and since then, he's only scored, what, to know what? Six points. Yeah. And Silverstone was his best weekend 
since Melbourne. Now, obviously, Yamada was rained off, rightly so. Um, but yeah, you know, that's yeah. Not he struggled a- in comparison to the likes of um, Martins and Behrman. And obviously he was teammates with Oli Behrman last year in Formula yeah. 3. So to see Behrman winning three races, doing the clean sweep in Baku and that was incredible. being an outside bet for the championship, um, that's going to sting for, for Leclerc. But I think there's a, there's a strong driver in there. Damson have just got to work work with him. Maybe uh, if Festi ends up in some sort of, if he wins the championship, maybe there's a, a space open at Prima next year and it's Behrman and Leclerc at Prima because they're both Ferrari reserve, Ferrari Junior Team Academy drivers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> combine all of them. Never know quite yeah. what. Um, yeah, so there might be an opportunity there and Prima are back in terms of their competitiveness. So, Maybe there's a there's a way in there, but there's definitely a driver in there. His performances this season haven't done his talent justice. Um, but unfortunately, the table never lies. And right now, Arthur Leclerc is the 14th best driver in Formula Two. Yeah, which on yeah, which 14 out of 22. Not great, is it? He's he's t- he's tied on points with Jack Crawford in P13, but I don't know if that's anything to shout about. Um Another another driver who I want to open up a discussion about, Ralph Bosham. Now, oh. he's been in F2, I think, since it became F2. Or maybe 2018, he might have joined. Because I remember him in GP3. Because when he was in GP3, a mate of mine raced in the same team as him at GP3, Matt Parry. Um, and Matt actually won the... Uh, I think it was the sprint at the Hungara Ring um, in 2016, and I w- and I was staying in the same hotel as Boshung, and you know I, I was with the team for the whole weekend because I was there with Matt. Um, how long is too long in F1 before you have to before somebody goes? I don't think you're going to win it, mate. Well, it's all about. The sponsorship, isn't it? And if he's if he's giving something to the Campos team, then they'll keep him on board. And if as long as he can provide the funding, then that's fine. I mean, he does a lot of his sponsorship himself. Um, he, the funky livery he had last year, and again, got quite a cool livery this year. It was great to see him start the season so strongly, but it has completely flopped since then. He's not scored a point since the sprint race in Jeddah, which was in March. We're now fast approaching the middle of July and he hasn't scored a point. I mean, last year was difficult for him because of the injury to his neck, but this year he's got no excuse and his teammate, Kush Miney, has been very consistent. And shout out to Kush for qualifying on the front row this weekend at Silverstone, which was a superb performance. Um I, I was lucky enough to do an article um, with, what well, not with him, but from a, a comment that he gave to a friend of mine um, where he spoke about how he suits the Formula 2 cars much better than the Formula 3 cars, and that's showing. And at the moment, he is making Boshong look bang average. And Boshong's not a bang average driver. He's just not getting the most out of himself or the car at the moment. And it's a shame to see because he's a likeable chap. And I know... Uh, the F1 feeder series host Jim Kimberley is his number one fan, so he won't be enjoying that at all either. 
Yeah, you know, that is a good point about sponsorship. And, you know, it, it, you know, it just it just sort of like, it does sort of beg a question a bit. And maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh, but where it's like, you know, at what point is it considered too much? And you know, is it perhaps taking away from a seat for somebody who's maybe coming through in F3 or, you know, was, you know, coming through from, you know, Frecker or something? So, I don't, yeah, maybe maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, and you know, it's just a, you know, it, F two especially, it's that kind of series where you generally sink or swim after say three seasons, maybe like four seasons if you're someone like Arsene Markov who seems to keep coming back. Um, Roy Nassani's um, been around for several seasons, and so has Johan Paravalo. That he's in his fourth season, so. You know, if you, you if you yeah, have sure. you might you might end up in a in a race winning car or a championship winning car. So it does a lot it does a lot to come down to sponsorship. So but I, I know the point you're getting at, how long is too long? Apparently <laughs> it's never apparently too- not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, just just a small point, I, I too it's a little bit ironic because you know, you mentioned about sponsorship. Um when uh, when Ralph was racing for uh, the uh, Coronan GP team in 2016, we did have GP3 with. Um, he got dropped for the spa rounds, replaced by Nico Kari because the team cited financial reasons. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will. But that's also going back to several, several years. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, he's. He started with Camboss, he then went to MP Motorsport, he then went to, I think, Trident for 2019, and then has done, an, he's in his fourth consecutive and fifth overall season, I believe, with Camboss. And in 2020, I'm looking at it here, he came 25th in the championship. He, uh, he, oh, he only did two races as well, so I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. but uh, Maybe he'll be back next season. <laughs> Yeah, mind you, I, I thought he was back this season when he, when he won in in Bahrain. Um, yeah, you know, but but there we go. So I just want to look at some predictions quickly. So, uh, oh, actually, no, I tell you, what, no, we're going to keep those for next week because it's not back to back weekend for once. Um, so you're lucky you don't get any predictions this week, but next week um, you will. So, uh, so yeah, so Aaron, um, I should give you a good chance to to give you know, give. Anything a bit of keep it clean, but give give anything um, a, a bit of a plug. You know, where can we find you? You know, if you've got socials, what do you do? That kind of thing. Uh, so I am a, uh, a news and sport reporter for a radio station, uh, a, a national network radio station uh, across the UK. Uh, I won't tell you who, <laughs> in case <laughs> in case you don't like them, because they're not it, where where I report. They're not very popular. Because uh, of how the 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 original station was taken over, um, but yeah, I, I'm a reporter in and around the south of south of England. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, AHGP, where I share my opinions on all things motorsport. So mostly Formula One, a little bit of F2. Uh, we do a little bit of gameplay as well. I am uh, doing a co-op F123 series with your uh, fellow Grid Talk host Ruby Price, where we're in the Haas team, and uh, we're We'll see if one of us can get a podium before Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, we've had the first episode of that out. So there's lots to find on there. So there's something for everybody. 
and uh, yeah, just some general chit chat on uh, motorsport. Lovely stuff. Thank you, mate. And um, yes, if you want to find more about me, I uh, I co-host and you know also panelist on the on our sister show Grid Talk. Um, I also have my own social medias. If you want to find me, I can't believe I'm about to say this is at Chungus Humongous ninety four. Um, yes, that's a nickname that has sadly stuck. So yeah, so yeah, if you want to find me on socials, you can find me there. I'm on that new Threads or Tweeds thing. Threads. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll take. Yeah, well, apparently Elon didn't pay his uh, AWS bill, which makes me laugh. So, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, you know that. You know, given I work with IT, you know, for a career, that's quite amusing. But yes, Aaron, thank you so much for for joining me. Um, Formula Talk is available on YouTube where one day we will do it live but today is not that day um, we'll say it up when it's back we'll probably give it a trial in the summer break he says um, you can also find us on Amazon Fire Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Music Verbal and Pocket Cast just search for Formula Talk for our back catalogue of I believe 15 or 14 odd shows now the time is flying you can also find our sister show, Grid Talk, where we discuss all things F1, which is where Aaron and I obviously met and became, I'd like to say, very good friends. You might say differently. Um, please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. Also, make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back probably next week now with, with more multiple content. That will be a, a preview of the upcoming Hungarian races. So that'll be for F3 and F2. And there'll be more F1 Academy talk soon as well. But before then, thank you very much for listening to the Formula Talk podcast presented by Bet Online. And goodbye.